Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, and 9.40 Eastern Time. Thrilled to have you along with us. For those of you that do not know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. Welcome to the call. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an app called SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, or Frank Lomas and Solutions, the digit for anti-aging, all pushed together. And they are now archived back now 11 plus years. If you're listening to this as a podcast and you wish to catch a slide, if you dial into 712-775-8972, and when it prompts for the conference code, put in 910022, we would thrill, be thrilled to have you join us live. With all of that being said, when you're first starting out with the TR90 program, it's your one really good clean lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at least three of those meals. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Those fruits and vegetables will give you macronutrients, micronutrients, and fiber. Guys need 45 grams of fiber for good digestive health. Ladies, we need 32 grams of fiber for good digestive health. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is best, but if not, do take it with your meal. They'll still work. Um, drinking plenty of water to stay hydrated. You should be drinking about one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking about 50 ounces of water. And if you um, use a different fluid other than water, realize that there's some trade-offs with that, and you'll have to compensate for that. If you're exercising heavily or if you're in a humid area, you'll need to increase it as well um, to offset what you're losing in body moisture. Now, with exercise, you should be doing 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. Remember, this is a lifestyle change. It's not something you do once and never never do again. It is um, an ongoing program to kind of get you into the good mindset and making good, healthy choices all of the time. Seven to nine hours of good quality sleep night is really key and will be I'll be sharing a little bit more about that here in just a few minutes. Let's see. We've talked about exercise, water. I think we've touched on everything we were supposed to touch on. Wow, that is good. So with that being said, I'm sharing some information today out of a book that is called Superfoods Health Style, Simple Changes to Get the Most Out of Life for the Rest of Your Life. It was written by Stephen G. Pratt, MD, and Kathy Matthews. And yesterday I started diving into why it is so important for us to get that sleep and what it has to do with us. So a little side note that he has here says, every now and again he encounters a patient who is in a desperate need of a complete health style makeover. This patient typically has a poor diet, highly stressed, and is physically inactive. Here are his instructions. Go home and go to bed. You can't leave, live healthy if you don't sleep. And chronic sleep debt makes other healthful activities difficult to achieve. 
You won't exercise if you're exhausted. You won't make good food choices if your appetite control is out of whack, as it will be if you're sleep-deprived. And you sure can't control stress if you're struggling to stay awake and function at a high level. He prescribes a full week of adequate sleep before you begin to think about setting other healthy goals. When you've achieved that, you're ready to take on all of the health style challenges. And all of those challenges actually are many of the same challenges we have with the PR90 program. And he recommends seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night for whatever is best for your situation and your unique needs. So we are going to jump into some of the reasons why sleep is important. Close your eyes and avoid diabetes. Data from the Nurses Health Study showed that healthy women who reported getting less than five hours or more than nine hours of sleep were more apt to develop diabetes in the next 10 years than women who initially averaged eight, seven to eight hours of sleep. A good sleep depth of three to four hours a night over a few days can result in, a, in metabolic changes that mimic pre-diabetic state. Close your eyes and lose weight. Perhaps one of the most interesting recent findings about sleep is the effect that it has on obesity. It's interesting to note that as Americans' nighttime sleep duration lessened by one to two hours over the second half of the 20th century, the incidence of obesity doubled over roughly the same time period. While sleep deprivation alone doesn't explain the rights in obesity and disease or diabetes, it surely plays a contributing role. One study showed that the less you sleep, the more likely you are to become obese. This study conducted at Columbia University demonstrated a clear link between the risk of being obese and the number of hours of sleep each night, even after controlling for depression, physical activity, alcohol consumption, ethnicity, level of education, age, and gender. The study subjects were ages 32 to 59, who slept four hours or less per night, were 73% more likely to be obese than those who slept seven to nine hours per night. Those who got only five hours each night had a 50% higher risk than those who got a full night's sleep. Those who got six hours of sleep were still 23% more likely to be substantially overweight. In another study, adolescents with greater sleep disruption or generally poor quality of nighttime sleep also demonstrated lower daytime activity for each hour of sleep loss. The odds of obesity increased by 80%. One of the reasons that sleep seems to have a dramatic effect on weight is in the intimate relationship between sleep and hormones. When you experience sleep deprivation, your blood levels of leptin, a hormone that acts as an appetite suppressant, appear to decrease. Leptin is a hormone that produced by fat cells. It helps to regulate your appetite and metabolism. High levels of leptin help you eat less, while low levels increase your appetite and cause you to eat more. 
In a study on sleep and leptin, it was found that the subjects who slept less than five hours a night had a significant decrease in leptin. Additionally, a significant increase in ghrelin, the hormone that triggers anger. Another factor when considering the relationship between sleep deprivation and obesity is perhaps more obvious. When we're tired, we're less likely to make good choices about health-related activities. It's difficult to keep up with exercise routines or to cook a healthy dinner if you're just totally exhausted. So getting sufficient sleep not only contributes to your long-term health and your overall performance, it also helps reduce your chances of both becoming obese. So how much do you need? While we know that adequate sleep is crucial to optimum health, we don't know the precise amount of sleep to recommend for everyone. We do know that as we age over a lifespan, we, our need for sleep seems to change and diminish. In the, first few, in the first days of life, our total sleep time is roughly 16 hours, falling to about 14 hours by the end of the first month. At six months of age, we're sleeping about 12 hours, and this amount declines about 30 minutes per year through age five. By adolescence, we're sleeping from 9 to 10 hours, and as adults, 7 to 8 hours. There are, of course, individual differences in needs for sleep and abilities to sleep. We know that women have a greater need for sleep than men, and on average, though they retire earlier than men and fall asleep faster, they report more time spent awake during the night and generally poorer quality of sleep. While not getting enough sleep is clearly associated with increased health risks, so is getting too much sleep. In the Nurses' Health Study of 82,969 women, responding to the questionnaire revealed that those who slept five hours or less a night had a 15% greater mortality risk compared with those who slept who were sleeping seven hours. Those who slept nine hours had a 42% increase in risk. Other studies have reported similar patterns. I, and this is Dr. Pratt, recommend seven to eight hours of sleep each night. While some people may claim that they do well on less, even six hours of sleep a night does not prevent cumulative performance deficits. And let's see. I think I'll toss in a couple of little side notes that they had sitting here. Um, trying to lose weight while suffering from sleep deprivation is like waking up, walking up a down escalator. You may find yourself trying very hard and getting nowhere. 50% of drivers report driving while sleeping and nearly 25% report falling asleep at the wheel, though not crashing. Approximately 5% of people have crashed while being drowsy. If you drive while sleep-deprived, you're facing a risk comparable to that of someone who drives with an illegal blood alcohol level. And healthcare professionals should ask their patients in detail about their sleep habits should stress, and should stress the importance of adequate sleep for all. Um, on Thursday, we'll probably be getting into uh, sleep disordered breathing and insomnia and how to tackle some of this with kids in case you still have little ones or grandchildren that you're 
looking after. With that, this is Susan Mann from Portland, Oregon, signing out on February 28th, 2023. At the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of our leaders will be sharing some information on how to build a new skin business. With that being said, I want you to go out and make a great day, get, get some fresh air and exercise if you can, because that fresh air actually has some um, interesting qualities in it that's really good for you. Um, Dorcas had mentioned about some of the things that trees and plants give off that are actually beneficial to us, so we're in sort of a symbiosis there. With that, I ask you to come back tomorrow for Frank, because he'll be up tomorrow, and I'll be back on Thursday. Have a great day, one and all, and I welcome any thoughts or comments you may have. So there we have it, my friends, why it's important to get that good quality sleep. Hope you enjoyed that. And if there's no other thoughts or comments, I'm going to um, actually stop the recording and let you all have a good day, one.